dude, I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 welcome back to another episode of the pod and the ladies. Can't forget the ladies. And the ladies. I almost forgot about y'all. That's messed up. Uh, so we have already had a pod, Jay. We've already had a pod where Cody and I talked about just the baseball side of the athletics possibly coming to mm -hmm. Vegas here, right? Um, but, man, I've been seeing the market, like the baseball world, all the fans, the emotions, all these other things. And I think there's a clear disconnect of understanding business. And let's just also too, I don't know the statistics of that though, is how many people, remember we looked up like how many people will ever be like business owners, hmm. um, like in the world. Do you like, remember that stat off the top of your head? I don't. Business? I think it was, um, we called it what, less than 5%. Yeah. People, I'm going to Google it as we're doing it. As we're doing people it. People that will be business owners. An investment of fat checker. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll have to, when I'm, I'm going to do this, as well. but the reason I'm looking this up is this is an important piece. Like if you never have owned a business, never thought in the business realm and you're just a consumer, there's a lot of things uh, that will not make sense when businesses pull certain things. It's like, you're like, why would you do that? You have all these other things. You make all this money. You do these other things. And then people go and go, oh, that guy's worth this much money. Why isn't this happening and that happening? Right. And we have these conversations all the time, but I think it's really important um, as we go into some of these things. And I think especially in the market, like right now, a lot of things that a lot of people, there's this nostalgia that's around the Coliseum, right? Which is the, um, if you're not aware, that's the, the A's. Mm -hmm. Um, drills no well aware, yeah. right? Because <laughs> back in the day, and this is the crazy part now too, is let's set the dynamics of this. If you remember, and if maybe you haven't been old enough or maybe you forgot, is that a lot of these stadiums were multi-purpose back in the day mm -hmm. because we, people didn't have the money to build that many separate arenas mm -hmm. um, or uh, stadiums. And now that is not the case. Mm -hmm. When they build a stadium, it's for one purpose. Exactly. And you used to have the football and baseball mixed. And yep. I used to remember when I was growing up watching, watching the Raiders kick field goals from the dirt from yep. the infield. So yep. um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was a big thing even now. Let's say, you know, like once a year they usually do uh, those hockey games inside of a certain baseball fields and they stuff. Do. Like that? basketball games on the ship yeah yeah like it, it, now it's an oddity and it's like a nostalgic thing to go and like have these things when that used to be all the, the time arm, yeah. that's just how it was right and um so now this is you know uh, uh some things that we don't even think of is just like man they, and then we often think of owners and we look at people's net worth and go oh he's worth 200 million dollars he's worth a, a, a billion dollars he's worth all these other things <laughs> And one thing that people forget, because in their world, all of their money is liquid, right? And so, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So liquid means, right, if you're not in the business place, is that I have that money available to me right now. So I have that in my bank account. I'm going to go spend that money, mm -hmm. right? That's how most people live their lives. Mm -hmm. Businessmen do not live their lives that way. And that is not how their net worth is calculated. At all. So why don't you kind of break that open, Jay, is is like how someone's like network is actually calculated and how their yeah, money is so, diversified. Um, a lot of the wealthiest um, and the wealthy that we think about um, have their wealth um, in assets. And so um, could be other corporations. Most of them at this point um, probably find a lot of trust that they have. Um, a lot of if you read, um, you know, I watched a couple of shows. One was about the Lakers. Um and um, when um, what's the owner of those like uh, Dr. Bus when he bought the Lakers, um, he actually needed a loan. Same thing with the guy that purchased the Clippers back in L.A. And um, I believe Al Davis had the same kind of thing going on back then too. But um, a lot of their money back in that time and, and currently now, if all the wealthiest people have their money in real estate. Um, and so um, whether it's assets, real estate, some form, um, you know, they don't normally have that type of cash on hand. Um, and so if you know somebody that can pull a billion dollars out their bank account. Uh, <laughs> or, or a million. <laughs> one, they're yeah. probably not very wise. Yeah. Two, yeah. Um, or they're just extremely, extremely wealthy past what people can comprehend. Um, and so um, when when we look at, you know, hey, with the A's, I 
actually heard this on um, ESPN the other day. I think it might have been um, around the horn. Um, they were talking about the A's owners. Like, he's worth billions of dollars that he came into from, I guess, his, it was his parents' money. Um, and so um, they're talking about with all this money, why is he still wanting to fill his own pocket? <laughs> um, I was like, well, if you think about business and ownership, like, that's the goal is to keep, you know, income coming in. And, yeah. um, but I think the knock on that um, as we go down this road was um, the reinvestment portion. Yeah. Um, um, how come there wasn't a big reinvestment in yeah. um, what people think about that business? Yeah. Say. Yeah. No. So like great point of this, right, is looking into this. And I was looking up some statistics. because I got some diversity of like, you know, ownership of like what that looks like of business owners across uh, the nation there, um, which I didn't know is like it's actually I was going through uh, minority uh, owners and classified from that side, which is actually pretty interesting um, from that side of uh, only 0.1 percent are native Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders, which again, from Hawaii, that's mm -hmm. the thing. And then point, uh, point four percent are Native Americans. And this is entrepreneurship period, yeah. right? Just across the board. 9.7% uh, Asian, 2.2% African American, 5.6% Hispanic. So like when we look at that just from across the board, okay, that's just diversity across the board, but we're talking about just, doesn't matter what race or what, how many people are just going to be owners yeah. or that now, nowadays you hear a lot of like entrepreneurship, most people in that lens, like, it's not that you're opening an LLC. Okay. Now let's say you take that percentage. Let's say it is, we're just, I, I couldn't find it off the top of my head. Taylor, if you come across it or anybody comes across it, like, you know, if they find the exact percentage of how many people are going to be owners mm -hmm. of a business ever in their mm -hmm. life. Okay. So let's, let's just go with, let's say it's around 5%. I think that's pretty generous, but let's say of all people in the entire world, right? Someone that's going to own, you know, something is probably gonna be, you know, let's say less than 5%. So then you take from that, how many people are that are entrepreneurs that will never have a physical business. So they're not, uh, an influencer. They're not a, Oh, I just do these things and I flip it. Not that that's not a business. Right. But again, on the same side of that, very different from now you take into that other niche of like a, a corporations, mm -hmm. S corp, mm -hmm. those type of businesses. Right. That's a even more <laughs> finite yeah. percentage that's going to be from that side. Right. And so because of that, a lot of people are not educated on that level of, of money. Right. So for example, let's say somebody says like, yo, you guys made, let's say we would bring in the casinos. Cause we talk about this all the time. Everybody would look at these casinos on the strip and you would imagine that they're just cash and they're making Breaking so it. much money. Breaking. Well, what you're thinking of, right? And this is the business 101 here is you're thinking of gross mm -hmm. income. Mm -hmm. So gross income is all the money that is just made, yeah. right? Uh, this is this is no overhead and overhead. Again, let's go into that <laughs> definition. That's the money I have to spend to make that money. And we're going to calculate that here in a minute. Exactly. But we're talking about, did you find it, Tay? Uh, 50, approximately 55% of adults in the United States have started their own business. Look at them. But that's probably but, opening up an LLC. Yeah, opening, which, which you know, is, takes 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. Yes, you can. You, yes, correct. You can open an LLC. That's what I was going to say earlier, too, is opening an LLC, which, again, you're technically a business owner, but it doesn't mean that that LLC ever is, can ever make a dollar. Yeah, it, it just, a lot of them don't. Yeah, yeah and, and most of the time, also on the other side of that, too, is there's a lot of business owners that open up additional LLCs that they never utilize mm -hmm. just in case it turns into another business or by the time they get into investment, it might never even make it to market what they're trying to sell. There might be too much overhead. They didn't have enough income, all those other things that come in. Okay. So the, and then also the statistics is bring up the basics or again, uh, 90% of business, 90% of businesses will fail in the first five years, 99 in the first 10. Yeah. So most businesses are going to fail even if we open them and you are a business owner anyways. And again, a lot of it also comes back to education mm -hmm. and understanding how businesses work and how successful businesses work on the other side of it. Good for America. Yeah. Good for America. Though. <laughs> but that, with that, I was, that's a shocker for me that there's even 50% of people <laughs> ever file an LLC. Profitable business. Yeah. Yeah. Good for that. Yeah. Good for them. Um, okay. So going into that side. Okay. Now, especially I, I but what through, I think that throws up those statistics is the new like entrepreneur nowadays yeah. you know which is like yeah. they could be selling you know you're on amazon seller mm -hmm. and you and again some people are really making a lot of money doing that but again 99 percent are not yeah and it gets sold everybody hears about the one percent but meanwhile 99 percent are just getting you know and then again as soon as that happens corporations come in sure. and then they you know put gasoline on it and then they they blow I it think out right of all the personal trainers that started their llc yeah that's a Not great point yeah or, <laughs> or for example you could technically have your own llc if you're just doing um uh less 
lessons, right? You start your own business, exactly. right? And you, again, you collect that way and you file that way. Like, okay, great. Um, so again, all of those, we're not necessarily talking about that, but again, there's an education that's deeper than this. And you could, most of those, you're more like an independent contractor than you are actually a business owner at that point of like the level of understanding that you need to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in, in any case, we say all this because it's really important. Like, let's get back to the casinos. The casinos, for example, let's say that casino was pulling in a million dollars a day. You're like, wow, a million a day. They are crushing it. They're destroying it. Like if I could make a million dollars, like, oh my goodness, a million a day. How are they at it? Like, how could they not be crushing it with money? But there's right. What? Yeah. But that's where it comes into the same side. It's like, now we go into overhead, right? Overhead is a massive problem because they have, if they're spending, if they're making a million dollars a day, but they're spending 2 million a day. Well, now we got a problem now in the net in the gross, they're making a million dollars in the net. They're, they're negative a million dollars, right? At, now imagine that they're losing a million dollars a day. No one thinks about that side, right? Yes. They're making a million but they're also losing a million. But that's where the ownership part comes in at. 100%. Um, I mean, nobody um, that's in the world of business will look at that and be like, oh, yeah, great, we're making a million dollars a day. Oh, great, we're losing a million dollars a day too. Like, no. Yeah. Um, and that's where, like you're saying, there's a problem, and oftentimes with the problem, there's a decision that needs to be made. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, and then you look at that as well, and then you go, okay, well, you're losing a million dollars a day but everybody loves to post the gross number. You know why everybody loves to post the gross number, mm -hmm. right? And drill and mm -hmm. because that number's bigger. Mm -hmm. Always. That's the big number <laughs> because that's how much money you're bringing in. But then you have all your overhead, which is why they calculate net. The highlight reel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the net is how much I'm spending to make, right? That is after all of my expenses, right? How much I'm netting from that exchange. So, okay, let's say I'm making $2 million a day. Okay. The casino is making $2 million a day, but they're spending $1 million a day. Well, then the gross is two, 2 million. The net is one, right? So everyone wants to post the gross, even though it doesn't really matter because all that money's going out the door. Mm. Right. And that's a big deal. And again, a foundational piece that we have to talk about before, you know, we get deeper of understanding those two terms and like what's actually happening. So when we look at that, um, the big piece uh, that becomes like super important with that is like, okay, so when we look at these business deals and these business owners are making these decisions and they're moving things. So somebody looking at it that doesn't understand, and this is why I want to bring this up because I haven't even talked to you about this. So I want to get your live reaction. <laughs> okay. So this is what people have been saying on the internet, all these business entrepreneurs. It makes no sense for the owner to move his pro him from Oakland out to Vegas because it's a smaller market. The biggest market is in right where they are right now. It's a bigger market. Why would you move from there? The owner doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's going to lose more money by coming to Vegas. That is the take that is going on right now business-wise is that this owner who obviously owns quite a few businesses, okay, not just Oakland, right, and disregarding every other team that has also left that area with all of those business owners who also own quite a few businesses, right? That if they're going to move, there's obviously some substantial amount of research that they've gone into some of these things. So, so before you answer that, bro, <laughs> I just want to give you some, a couple statistics that I screenshotted real quick since, you know, we're a smaller market and, you know, <laughs> all these other things happen and this is, this is going to be dumb and they're going to lose a lot of money here. And we have way less people here. So why would you bring your team here? So I'm going to give you a couple of statistics. So the first one, everybody knows the Golden Knights is one Stanley Cup, right? Last year, oh, sorry, 21, uh, the 21 to 22 season, mm -hmm. they were ranked sixth in attendance in all of the teams across the entire, in the entire league. They were sixth in attendance. Small market. Yeah, small market. Okay, next one. The AAA team that we have here, we were ranked first. In all of AAA teams in the entire nation of attendance. That's actually surprising. Okay. <laughs> Number one in attendance by over 600,000. Just going to throw that out there. Small market. Okay. Also, the total number is almost 14 million. 14 million all time total. And the ballpark is just opened, mm. just opened. 
I think that was, uh, I think, what the year the ballpark opened? 20? Something like that. It's only been a couple of years. It's only, it's only been open for a couple of years. Really okay. So it is, and it is the nicest ballpark in all AAA because it is brand new. They put yeah. money into it. Yeah. And, but this is the other thing. It's not even on the strip. Nope. The Knights is. Yep. Right. And that is, and that's what, so, so when you look at those statistics and then now, okay, I, I know this is a whole nother thing, but if you look at UFC, they, they have a lot of different arenas, mm. a lot of other places. Okay. Obviously Las Vegas is home, you know, that's home base, right? But the attendance locally crazy for Las Vegas for UFC is crazy. Okay. They're also bringing F1 here for no reason. Okay. Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So you also got Super Bowl. The Raiders came here because they, you know, they knew it was such a small market, right? That the Raiders also came here and all those things as well. And, um, and then they're looking at like, oh, TV deals. This is the other thing. Then someone brought up TV deals and talking about like, oh, you know, the deals they can get in local areas and all that stuff they can pull from that money. And then <laughs> the funny part that I'm saying with this is like, okay, well, then when you look at that, do you know why Vegas has lower TV deals when it comes to sports? Because we don't have many professional sports teams. They're coming here now. We just got we just got professional sports teams. Like, of course, our numbers aren't going to look like those areas. They have multiple professional for, sports teams, <laughs> and those deals are put in place based on you having teams. Exactly. So, so throwing that back to you, Jarrell, of business deals of of with it. Why don't you kind of maybe dive into the behind the scenes of when the business? And again, we're not. This is the thing. We don't operate business on that level. So there's plenty of things that I'm not going to know that they look into before they make a move. Yeah. But once you go at least the base layer of what most people are not going to even consider well, when they look at that. I think a couple of things that um, looking at kind of the history and going back to just looking at Oakland um, is that a lot of teams have one left and then came back. Mm -hmm. um, so again, not sure why, um, but also in the trends of, Okay, first you had um, the Raiders, which yeah. was one of the first NFL teams ever um, that went from Oakland to L.A., L.A. to Oakland, um, and decided, hey, um, our Raiders games are still sold out, mm -hmm. but we're actually not going to be here next year, <laughs> and mm -hmm. picked up their stuff. Uh, Mark Davis and them left and came to Vegas. Following that, you also had the Golden State Warriors, Mm -hmm. um, who again were in Oakland um, and their owner said, I'm not going to go into this topic, but mm. Hey, we're going to go across the bridge to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, left Oakland as well. Um, and so if you look at the trends, um, you know, again, I think there's a, um, a want from a fan's perspective for them to be the Oakland A's. And I had the same reaction when the Raiders came to Vegas. Um, but I think what the first thing that people or the ownership would look at is, um, profit and loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How much is this move going to cost me? Mm -hmm. um, and what's the return or the gain mm -hmm. um, on making this move? Yeah, but Jarrell, this is the thing though. This is the thing though. I'm looking at the numbers and <laughs> the guy that owns the, that, that company is worth, the A's are worth way more. This guy bought it at, I, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, I think it was something around Let's say I think he bought it somewhere around two hundred million, yeah. something in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like now worth, of what it yeah, is. now it's worth like one point mm -hmm. something billion dollars, right? So it's like someone looks at that and goes, "He's made so much money, sure, right? He's made so much money. What do you mean he's obviously making money? So why would he leave? Why would they would they do that, right? And then <laughs> why do you want a promotion at work? Yeah, why do you want a promotion, <laughs> right? Is not only that it's that, and also too, again, this comes to the foundation conversation that we had about what's liquid, yeah, and what's <laughs> not liquid. He owns an asset mm -hmm. that is worth that much money, mm -hmm. but guess what? First off, it's regulated. It's not a. It's not an open business. If you're an owner of an MLB team, you can't just go sell your shares or bring in another owner. Oh with whoever you want it to be. It's very regulated. Yeah. Everybody has to be approved. Any owner, again, there's MLB guys that have retired that have been trying to come in and buy uh, teams. And it is a process and everybody has to approve because guess what? Owners also have voting rights yep. on what the league does and how they move. So everybody is very selective of who they let inside the ownership group because they all have a culture of where they want to go and what makes it successful and why it is successful, it right? Yeah. All this stuff, right? And also too, because everybody does have this vote, it's like, man, 
every time we bring these people in, like these are, again, every time we, uh, we have the ability, you got to remember just cause something's great. It's very easy to tear it down if you mm -hmm. make the bad decisions or go different ways. So ownership, you can't just go and sell it and go, Oh, I'm going to go sell and I'm going to make this, you know, 200 million or I'm going to go do this X, Y, and Z. That asset doesn't sell like that. They have to sell it at a later period in time of what that looks like on that. Right. So that's, that's another thing too. The other thing is, I'm gonna bring this other aspect into it as well, is that Rob Manfred had a, um, a press conference that he did and they took a one-liner from him and made it sound really bad. What is that? Well, he said, so they had that, they had that reverse, they had that reverse boycott mm -hmm. night that they had. Mm -hmm. So his statement was the first one, like two-liner, they're like, hey, did you watch did you watch the game from the other night when they all showed up? And he was like, yeah, it was great, you know, to see uh, fans in the stadium and all those other things. Um, but even on the reverse boycott night, right, they, they had an average crowd that would be like at an average MLB game on a normal day. So to the fans, they thought that that was like, that's a success. Right. See, we could be here. We could have, we could have an average thing. Hold on. First off, we all know from a business standpoint, when a business person's looking at that, this is why again on the same, it's been organized by people saying, see, we could do this. No, no, no. You came and purchased one day, one ticket, and you did it for one time. It's way different. I can't just because I host one event here in Vegas, right? And I make that amount of money one time, you have to do it for 80, you know. 80 plus mm. it depends on the schedules right you, you gotta you gotta get like you know 81 games a year yeah that you have to average that attendance and that's average that would be in an average perfect scenario that would be in an average scenario right if you just want to have an average team okay okay let's say it was just fan attendance and that was it we've known not only one of the yes the team hasn't been good of late mm -hmm. But that the decision to transition a team happened years before not people not have even considered all the <laughs> things that have happened for a really long time. One of the main I've again, my first opening day that I ever watched was A's. There was the A's at the Coliseum. That stadium is horrendous. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, and what I mean by that is like the bathrooms are terrible. They're constantly getting backed up where the whole stadium half the time sells, smells like sewer. They literally had, I think it was a, uh, I think it was a raccoon or something that was live in the press box that they had couldn't get in one of the rooms. Like it is overran on these other these it all was made these, in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it it is again. There's a reason this is an old stadium. Okay, and this is another thing that Rob Manfred said with it. So he made the statement going back to that question. He said the statement that like it was an average crowd, and when they just took that two liner and moved on. He's had a whole other statement after that. What he talked about is he said, look, Oakland hasn't even put up a, a proposal there isn't even a proposal they haven't even considered there is no proposal there is and again he said that he's like no baseball team can operate and build a stadium without local support Facts. and they think local support it's not fans i'm not talking about that I'm talking about votes oh political stuff that's going on and how much money is being designated from that other end there is no other owner Right. And when you look at that from an investment standpoint, there is no other owner that is operating their facility and their stadium without support from local people. Because you know why that is? And they're like, oh, but he's making all this money. You know who's making more money than the owner? The government. The government is the big dog. We always want to cop them out and, and say that they're not making any money. The government is going to, the economy in that area, including you as the fan, you're going to make so much more money because there's a stadium there. Like we talked about, just for example, Allegiant, just right over here, the, the business across the street from Allegiant. Oh my God. That land just skyrocketed that they, there's businesses over there by Allegiant stadium for the Raiders. That is, that are paying the total overhead for their business with parking spots across the street. Yep. So economy-wise, all the money that it brings in, the people that it brings in, for example, again, you being a Raiders fan, you lived in Texas, mm. okay? 
right? Which well, you know, that's a whole nother backstory. We won't get people <laughs> all that, right? But you guys were trapped. You would travel mm -hmm. to go and watch a game. So what does that do? You got airfare, you got travel, you got, uh, you know, uh, Ubers or rental cars, you got Airbnbs, you got hotels, oh. you got food, all, all of this stuff. You got people that are getting jobs because of it. So there's an economic impact to you having that stadium that someone invested hundreds of millions of dollars. This doesn't have to do with just sports. That has to do with anything like, Idiot. again, for example, when um, Elon, when they're in there with SpaceX is somewhere, when Tesla is somewhere, when Amazon is somewhere, when these major businesses, that's why certain states get so upset when a major business lose, leaves because they're paying so much taxes and also employing so many people that it has a major mm -hmm. economic impact on the area. So it becomes massive, right? So when you look at, when you look at all of that as well, and also too, the fans can yell and everybody can yell all they want, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team. This is him being the owner. Because this is the thing too. People think that he just randomly one day was like, I'm going to go to Vegas. No, 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 no. It's a business decision. He brought it up. <laughs> he, they've been trying to revamp that facility. For years. For years. Years. And the city will not. That's right. The city will not. Well, and then they uh, wanted to get other land and this, the city would not let them have even those land. There was, there was multiple ways that they went around trying to stay in Oakland. The, the thought of them coming to Vegas has been around for years because again, more than likely we're available for an expansion team or yeah. something like that. They've been talking yeah, about yeah, that yeah. for as well, which means, I don't know, other owners that are MLB people that own a lot of other businesses thought that this was a pretty good market. Crazy. Not just the Oakland owner, <laughs> you know, that doesn't know how to run a business is, you know, deciding of where he's going to go, right? They all thought the same thing. And again, look, and I also too, look, I also get this. I understand that there is, I probably should have said this at the beginning because someone's probably already pissed at me and turned the podcast off <laughs> is look, I get it. Like there's teams, if I grew up, which I didn't grow up, I, again, this is here in Vegas. I didn't grow up with professional sport teams and all those other things. And I didn't get to go to a lot of those games and all that stuff. I understand that there, and I would have loved that. There's a deep uh, relationship you build with your team for the nostalgia Bullshit. that it has yeah. all these things that come along with it but you also got to understand someone paid for you to have that experience yes you paid for the ticket but somebody fronted 200 million dollars someone fronted you know those are things like oh well he was born into that money okay his dad's dad <laughs> someone fronted the money and took a chance mm -hmm. when the MLB was not what it is now. Mm -hmm. When someone at some point, when they bought a team for back in the day, you could have bought the Red Sox probably for $2 million at one point when yeah. it first, you know, was established or something like that. It's just, we're in a very different point. Somebody at some point put up a lot of money and made a lot of risk, right? To yeah. do that, right? To have that team, right? And on the same side of that, I know that again, on side, because he's one person and every, it's so easy to paint him as the villain and all those other things is in reality, this is the hard part. It's much easier to blame one person than it is to actually see that this is a conglomerate problem, a problem with a lot of different reasons of why there has to be another change. That one person has to figure that out with his team though, but he's got to make a decision of going, okay. We tried all these ways, we tried this way, and then that's why Rob Manfred, he was unpacking all of this, and he said, they haven't even made a proposal, Oakland still hasn't made a proposal, oh. and they, have, for years, have not allotted that money over to the team. They know that that is not the focus of the political parties of putting money into, especially within oh. California, let's not even talk about California taxes. Let's not even talk about California taxes. So now how much money, for example, why did so many businesses move from California and move to Texas or move to Vegas? We have, we have so many, not only, okay, take all the other businesses. Okay, take the sports team. You know how many California businesses have moved to Las Vegas to the point that we had 96% occupancy on commercial buildings because everybody was moving from California and we were having a hard time looking at buildings because there's so many businesses that were coming over. People were coming over and they were saving so much money in taxes because if you didn't know, in, in Nevada, we don't have state tax. Mm -hmm. So because we don't have a state tax, think about that. They were saving, some of these businesses were saving so much money 
when they came over here that they were bidding on buildings and they were offering hundreds of thousands oh, more, yeah. all these other things, again, were because they're saving not only, and then also you got how much the property cost. In California, that same house, that same building is worth three times as much as the house that it's, it's here just because of the location. So now the business doesn't care, especially if they're like, let's say you're an Amazon facility. Yeah, you just, think that it matters that you're on, you're in California? No. Like, no. Like they'll, they'll send the stuff out. Everything's all good. So again, you take all of those factors in and it's like, look, all right. And again, usually these bigger businesses negotiate tax breaks mm -hmm. with the local economy, which then people weaponize and come back and go, oh, well, well, of course you're giving corporations breaks. Well, yeah, bro. They're bringing in millions. They can have, they can have a hundred thousand of your businesses and they're not going to match Amazon. And they're creating jobs. And they're creating, again, you could have all those businesses put together and Amazon probably still employing more people than your business would be able to employ. And that's the other problem with it as well. It's like, again, we don't understand the economics from the other side. It's like, yo, again, on the same side of that, it's like, so what, again, so most people's take is, most people's take is, well, he should just operate with a lower caliber. You know, he should just make their, their, we don't even know from the other side of that too, from that, okay? If you want them to hold on to, and this is, I'm gonna go baseball for a second for you. You're, let's think about it as assets. Mm -hmm. If you want him, if you, okay, let's say, let's say you have this asset. <laughs> this is the problem is you have an asset with a contract. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is in baseball, let's say you have a really good player, right? And you know this from other mm -hmm. sports, but, but from business sense, you have an asset. But the problem is, is usually I can just hold on to my asset. If I develop an asset, I can just hold on to it and then that's the point. And then it makes a whole bunch of money and then I sell it. The problem is, is you can't do that mm -hmm. in MLB because now that guy becomes a free agent mm -hmm. and other people get the bid to take your asset mm -hmm. that you developed. Mm -hmm. So when he, when, when the A's, because then I had this other super fan that jumps on there. It's like, when you let go of Giambi and you let go of Josh Donaldson and you let go. And he just starts going through all of these that's amazing it. pros yeah, yeah. that have played at the Coliseum and yeah, for yeah. the A's, right? Yes. The problem is, is guess what? Those other teams that made better deals and made more money can offer the player more money. So he's leaving because they have more capital to build the business because they've been getting beat up and they don't have the same money that they can offer compared to the New York Yankees, compared to the Red Sox, compared to all these other people because they have better deals in place and they are making more money. So when you say, oh, he can just make less money and keep the team here, what you're doing is, as you look at the trend, he, again, that team's just going to keep going down and down and down because he cannot compete against other owners. And that is that. So when you look at Moneyball, which me and you watch together, then we go into this. So when you look at Moneyball and he goes into the office and he says, I need more money. Mm -hmm. The guy's like, there is no more money. I ain't got no more. There's no more money for, this is what we have to spend. This is our budget. There is no more money, right? Because so, again, I can't just go sell the team. To, for even if he does okay look this other part that people don't understand if he goes and sells the team the next guy's gonna have the same problem same exact problem because, he has crap time yeah yeah unless he got capital <laughs> from somewhere yeah. else unless he has capital but from the, somewhere the problem else is money yeah so <laughs> that they can do all that like that's the point mm -hmm. yeah so we so we call those uh market conditions <laughs> okay and also now like you said this happens a lot in business. If somebody else says, man, I could buy that asset and I could do it. You know what that other owner's probably going to do if he comes in? Move it. Probably take that asset, buy it from him, that $1.2 billion business that he owns and take it to Vegas and make it a $3 billion business. Mm -hmm. That's what he's going to do with it. And so again, if the new owner comes in, people think, oh, sell the team and then they're going to stay here. The new owner is going to want to do the same thing. He's going to want to take it and make it make more money rather than the business be a trend down. And when you say, how can the business be trending down when, how can the business be trending down when the asset is worth way more money? Well, first off, you have inflation. Okay. So some of that money of what it's worth, it's just like your house. Yeah. It's the same house. And again, for example, back in the day, a cheeseburger was 16 cents. Okay. It is no longer 16 cents, right? There is cost and all the cost goes up everywhere. So again, yes, I'm selling it for $4, but I'm also now, instead of having to buy it for one cent, I'm having to buy it for $4 or whatever, right? It goes up, right? Cost of goods goes up. That's how the market works. It always goes up. Now, 
what creates a profitable business compared to the rest of the economy is how much are we up compared to the market? If inflation is 15% and we had an increase in profit of, of 15%, we're right where we were because everybody went up. Mm. The whole market went up, mm -hmm. right? So that has nothing to do with us as a business. We need to operate above that. Now, if the market went up 3% and we went up 15, okay, well, that's a pretty big growth for us. That also works the opposite way. If the whole market is down 30% and we went down 30%, well, we're right on par with the rest of the market. But- if the whole market went down 30% and we only went down five, well, we're in a pretty good spot. Mm -hmm. So that becomes huge from there. So that's the other thing that people don't understand from the business standpoint. And then the other thing, and I know that you just uh, moved here too, but I know that uh, you got into experience some of these games and these other things too as well, is people don't consider the difference between the markets as well. It's like, well, why do we have so much attendance and why is it so important? Why are the A's looking to be on the strip? Why aren't they off the strip like some of these other? Because it's easier to find land off the strip, obviously, okay, right? Exactly. So why would they buy out a casino? And they're gonna. People are like, he's gonna have to spend all that money to buy a casino to do all these other things. Well, again, yeah. there must be a benefit to that, right? Invest so why don't you explain that side of it too, of why they would be willing to spend so much money to knock down a casino and build on mm -hmm. that land comparatively to build well, offsite? Back to kind of the the basics and the principles is like when you purchase an asset, you want it to grow. Mm. Um, and we look at growth here, um, and I'm going to use this from going to a few Raiders games. Um, you look at the strip and the attraction is not just the, the casinos, but when you, or the nightlife, but now you're adding sports to the strip, right? So you mm. have uh, T-Mobile arena, you have a Legion, um, and now putting the baseball stadium and F1 yeah, uh, and F1, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what you see is fans now. Um, so it's twofold. Um, the city of Vegas grows um, and the team experiences growth too, right? And so not only that, but obviously because Vegas is Vegas, you have people every single day flying across every the day. world. Yeah, not just uh, weekends. Not just every, every day. day. Uh, every day is a Saturday. Literally. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, flying across, and not again, not just domestic, but across the world is an uh, um, uh, international, an, an international look, attraction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you'll have people experiencing Vegas in a whole different way from the sports sides of getting to go to A's games, Raiders games, Knights games, um, the Aces games, whatever the case may be. But now the pool of attraction is not just local fans. Yeah. Um, you're now pulling from the entire world when you come to Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and that just, when you look at your business, your stadium's never going to be empty. Yeah. Um, so they just solved a problem that they had locally immediately just um, with the move. Yeah. And again, it's going to cost you anything to do For something. Sure. Um, but on top of that, Again, if you're taking a place and you're going to spend a bunch of money, if you're going to spend a bunch of money on an asset, you expect a large return yeah. um, at some point. Um, yeah. And so when you look at that, it's kind of the perfect setup for um, the sports teams that chosen to go on the strip because you've just increased um, your attendance probably from a local market to international market. I don't even know what that um, yeah. X would be, but yeah. Pretty big. Pretty big. Which And which, again, this will be part of the market research. So what he would do is they have a team, an asset team that goes in and they go to look at these other spaces. Mm -hmm. Then also, too, just so you guys know as well, he can't just pick whatever town he wants. The MLB has to approve that as well. So what they did is they actually, right now, they have the owner of another team who is flying out, mm -hmm. who is they're going to get presented all this information about the economics and what's happening in the area. Is, is this a good location? Because this is the other thing. What would happen? If a team, when a team does plummet and fail, it hurts the entire league. league. So they don't want teams to be hurting either. They don't want owners to be hurting in that way either. They don't want their money tied up. They don't want one team to be really bad. Because again, remember this, it's not that again, on the same side of that, as we go to look at like money wise, again, it's like, oh, well, this is a billion dollar business. Why doesn't he just, you know, uh, do all this to pay all these players and, and X, Y, and Z. Again, it's not liquid. He can't just sell it. So again, we're going back to the same issues over and over again, which is again, why his stuff is tied up. So then he's got to go make money in other, other businesses. Well, now he's taking money from his other businesses to try to help out this other business because the cost of doing business in this other market is so expensive. Think about it. How many other businesses do you have multiple players or in this way it's players, but assets, you have multiple assets that every single years, which are really 
a lot of times operating from expenses, especially at certain years when they're got hurt, you know, like most teams, they pay these guys, they get hurt. They don't perform. They don't do all these other things. So you got to take all of those risks too. Right. So then you take that on top of it and you got to sign all these guys. You got to spend all this money. You got blah, 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 all these other things that come in. Okay. So what other business are you yeah. operating in where you have to spend maybe four guys that are 20 million a piece, 16 million a piece, 14 million a piece. Expensive payroll expensive <laughs> payroll right that you have to front on top of all that now and and that's a but that's the thing piece. when people look at these sports teams they for they we we see again the highlight reel yeah um we think they're making a lot of money we think they have a lot of coming in because they're on sports teams they're on tv yeah um, they have all these professional athletes yeah they have a, a owner worth billions of dollars yeah but in the background, it, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Or even, or, or even if you look at someone like, for example, like Facebook, go look at Facebook, right? Meta now. Mm -hmm. You know how much it costs to innovate something on that global of a scale? Like, you know what, how much it costs probably Apple to innovate their new, you know, Vision Pros or whatever that is? Spent how, just for the um, prototype of it. Yeah. You know? All the thing. And then you have to be able to mass scale it. Then you have to open up, you have to open up uh, factories. You have to do all these other, that money's got to come from somewhere. And again, they're gonna, sure you can be like, oh, I'm going to make that money down the road, but it don't come from nowhere. How do you think they get the money? They have to show. And then also everybody's got to get returns. No one's just investing money because it's also not coming from one owner. So now you also too are risking on these other businesses. And this other thing, people think, oh, well, he owns these other businesses. Well, guess what? He's got business partners in those other businesses. So guess what? He's only getting a cut of his other businesses too. And those other business owners are going to say, hey, we also have a contract that says we have a reinvestment of this much of our returns. Yep. So he can't take all of his returns and just bring it over to another business. When that, again, what we would look at that is like, man, that other business is a really high cost and making money from that. Most of, most of the owners too that make money from owning sports teams, most of the times it's more like a trophy to them to have like a sport. Yeah, they're thing. done with their career or whatever they're working yeah. on. Yeah, it's, it's just another thing that they own. They like to say that they own part of the Knicks mm -hmm. or they own part of this or whatever, right? But most of the people that make, when you make your money off the team, a lot of times those guys are investing for years and years and years without the return, right? Because then they have to reinvest the money that they are making. They're putting it back into the team to, again, continue to build the asset, yeah. reinvest, 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 reinvest. And then they get their payout years later when they finally sell the team or when they get it to a certain point where they don't need to reinvest as much. Like, again, if you're the Yankees or something like that, right? First off, operating the Yankees is not a cheap thing <laughs> to do because you are the Yankees. You have, you know, again, that it, it, it's known across sports. It's just like, you know, the same thing, like, you know, uh, I'm going to hurt your feelings for a second, but like the Cowboys, like it's an expensive team to run. Yeah. Right. But also makes a lot of money. But wow. he had to invest a lot of money that brand. every year. Mm -hmm. Reinvestment, protecting the brand, all those other things. Every time they put something out, the Cowboys, if they put something out, it's got to be at top because that's what's oh, okay. expected. Yep. The Yankees got to be top. It's yeah. what's expected, right? If you're the Lakers, it's what's expected, right? It's got to be this top premier. And the Red Sox right now are getting hammered right now because they are in last place in the AL East, even though they're a 500 team, which in baseball is a, that's a, they're, they're, I think there's like two or three other divisions that would, there's like two divisions that they would be in first place <laughs> and other, and another division they'd be in like second or something yeah. like that. Right. Um, with the same record that they have right now, they're just playing in a in a conference that is tough. Yeah, just really tough. And so at the end of the day, people look at that and go, well, we have more money than the Rays or the Orioles or whoever these things are. Okay, so this other thing, people always forget about this. The Orioles owner is one of the richest owners in all the MLB from other things. Mm -hmm. And he reinvests way less you know where the you know you know the top i looked this up one time you know the top reinvestor in all the sports the yankees mm. the yankees put the most amount of money back into their team than any other team mm. but they're that's why they're the yankees right but on the same side of that they also have the ability to do to do that other people and then now, now this is the other thing let's say that owner who owns those other 20 businesses Let's say one of his other businesses, because it's not every business going up, everything's trending here, everything's perfect from all those things. He's got to cover his other businesses too. And maybe this other business is requiring a $40 million upgrade yeah. to get to where it needs to go. Yeah. Well, 
again, we got to look at the totality of all of that. Now, when you look at that as a fan, they're just going, yeah, but I want to watch an A's game. It's like, bro, come on, dog. Cool. Like, bro, you've been to two games. You've been to two oh. games. And also, too, look, this is going to really piss the A's fans off. And I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this, too. Oops. Okay. If you're a real fan, you show up when they suck. Oh, I don't care. The Raiders game. If you're a real fan, you show up when they're not good. Sadly. Right? Like, for example, I'm going to throw this in here. The Cowboys ain't been good for a while. They've just been average. Right? But that's what, I'm, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, not bottom tier. I'll, I'll give them that. They haven't been bottom tier. But on the same note of that, right? On the same, what do you think it would take? Like, how long would it take? I'm not saying that Cowboys fans are elite. My point is, is that it's, if you only showing up when they're winning Super Bowls, like, cause this is the thing, this is the thing. <laughs> People are talking smack about the A's. Like they're awful, awful. You know how many time, how many years the A's have made playoffs? You know how many times, how good that team is? That's why they made the movie because they were that good. They were doing all those things. So of recent, they haven't, but you know why they haven't been a good recent? Because my man's preparing to move the team. He's taking that money that he would be paying on players and he's taking it and he's withholding it so that he could buy the casino so that he could go and do these other things. And then people are like, this has already been in motion years when he has been putting enough in where they were making it to playoffs and doing all those other things. So they were good. So again, you take all those things together, the city, even then. When they were good and they were doing all those things, still. still we're not going to reinvest. So you guys, every and then again, it's so much. It's so much harder to get uh, from a psychology's perspective. It's so much harder to get upset with the city of Oakland because there's not one entity. Mm. There's not one person. There's not a face where I can go. It's his fault. The owner, easy cop out. Oh, that guy needs to sell the team. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just like on the same side of that, like. Do you think, and people don't understand that too from an ownership perspective, do you think that my man that is worth, he has one, one of his businesses is worth over a billion dollars? First off, you know how many people are going to own a business that's worth a billion dollars? One of his businesses is, is, is worth over a billion dollars. Do you think that, he's, that he doesn't have the ear or he can't get help from anybody in the world that he wants? You think that he doesn't have the side, the phone call that he can call any other owner in the whole MLB and talk to them about his situation? He's getting the best advice. You think he's just on a whim? Just, oh, oh, you know what? I'm going to move to Vegas and, you know, these people aren't listening to me and, you know, and, <laughs> no, it's been tough. It's just like people just like don't consider on the same side of that. Like you, who's never owned a business, who started, you know, you're, 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 you've been training people or whatever, and you somehow have the arrogance to think that you know more business. Then the guy that owns a billion, one of his businesses is worth a billion dollars. And you know more about what he should do with the team? <sighs> I rest my case. <laughs> I, rest, I rest my case. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I, 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 I just think that um, I just think that a lot of people have to come from um, a fan's um, POV. Um, and that's the perspective that they have. But if they were to sit there and just think about the problems that could be happening um you know it makes sense um you know i always um compare it to the raiders leaving oakland and coming to vegas and you know as a fan i'm like oh the emotional ties and you know calling them the yeah. oakland raiders and yeah. by the end of the day it's like you know the same thing about the stadiums like you're not going to redo the stadium there's no, been no renovations you got the football team playing on the baseball field um the stadium's crap um you know attendance is attendance is not terrible but it's also not great they're not pulling the numbers that they are now <laughs> you know yeah. um and um it's it, you have to look at from opportunistic opportunistic standpoint versus um you know um i want my my oakland a's to be in oakland and i'm not going to come to the game still yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know and 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 the last part i was going to say with that too when i say that when i said the statement earlier about and again they'll get pulling out of context but when i said the statement earlier about like the fans showing up even when you suck when we're talking about when I'm talking about fan attendance, it's embarrassing that our AAA team pulls more yeah. seats than the major league team. Not how do how are we training guys here locally with the Aviators and they're playing in front of more fans than the per, <laughs> when they go up to the MLB? Not, not so. Come on, 
It's ridiculous. And then people going, oh, well, I'm not showing up because I'm mad at the owner. Okay, so yeah, that's going to make him want to stay. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that will do it. Like people don't understand that too. Like he has the choice. They have the choice to operate their business anywhere they would like to do it. And if somebody else, if you're being on the same side of that, okay, let's say this. Let's say you have a relationship with somebody and they're not treating you well. You have the ability to be with somebody else. You can leave. You can go be with somebody else. And if you don't value them, it doesn't mean that someone else doesn't value them. Exactly. And so when he can go, you know, skip one state over and be extremely valued and make way more money, right? And then be able to build something that is a championship quality team because he has so much money that is coming in from the fan base, from the city, from the support system, from all those other things. <laughs> that's the reason for him owning the team in the first place. And maybe that's why you don't own the team, nor are the GM, nor are the assistant GM, nor are the entire everybody that's together that is doing everything they can to win these games. And again, when they're going to ownership saying, we need more money, and he's like, yeah. I, and then people think about that, the owner. The owner's saying, we need more money. <laughs> I need more money so that I can go and build this. And these are the things that are holding me back from making more money in this market. And then because I know other owners in other markets, there I'm aware of all the other ways that I could make this money that my local community of support system is not willing to do. And then I have one state over that is willing to do that. Like, and they're bringing all these other sports. Yeah. The Knights coming here and being as successful as they are played a major factor. The Raiders coming here, it played a major factor. F1 coming here played a major factor. All of these things, like we're becoming the sports capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Like people don't understand that. It's like these things are in place. These things are moving. They're supposed to, be, again, supposed to have an expansion team of the NBA here at some point. Okay. WNBA team just won everything also too as well. Like you take all that in like, okay, that is all the environment that has been stewing, right? of why they're going to transition and people are going to be butthurt about it. And people are going to say, you know, but my team and I grew up and this and that, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's actually being a good owner mm -hmm. because the big, and, and look, if you want to be a good owner, you got to be willing to be criticized. Yep. It is what it is. When that team 50 years from now is one of the highest yeah. <laughs> producing teams and he did whatever, whatever, then everybody's going to look back and be like, man, that was one of the smartest moves you could have done is moved it from Oakland. But it, right now, everybody's going to be pissed at him. So, you know, I don't know you, homie, but you know what I'm saying? Hats off. I understand what you're doing. Making you know money. what I'm saying? Big move. I, I mean, I understand this much of what you're doing, but it makes sense. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you need this stuff. So I think that that's the, the big part. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's it. Cool. All right. Let me pray this out. Let me get out of here. All right. Um, Dearly Father, thank you so much for... Uh, just allowing us, uh, God, to just see some different perspectives and just open our hearts to uh, different ways and um, remind us, especially me, Lord, to be empathetic to people's emotions and how they feel and the nostalgias and the relationships that they've built with uh, their their teams and um, and just other people in their lives, God, uh, but also to open us up to new opportunity, understand that uh, you are a God of abundance and there's much more for us and there's more for us to, uh, more relationships for us to have. You have more dreams for us. There's more hope for us um, and there's more things that you're doing. Um, you are the rebuilder, you're the carpenter, and we just pray that you continue to do what you do, God. And we say all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, until next time, Farm System out.